0: And welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. I am your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner, and I'll have my co-host, Hall of Fame coach Ted Huber, along with me shortly as we're going to be taking a look at and focusing in on the North-South All-Star Game from 1995. And we'll tell you all about that, and we'll also be interviewing Coach Marty Huber from Bremen, who was a head coach of the state championship uh, Bremen Lions in the fall of 1994. Speaking of that, we'll also give you the scores, not right now, but a little bit later in the show. That's what we call a teaser in the radio business. And we'll tell you who won between uh, Portage and Castle in 5A and East Central and DeKalb squared off in 4A. Indianapolis Ron Colley and Tipton went at each other in 3A. And I did spill the beans on the two A game between Bremen and Evansville Matreday, as Bremen topped the Lions topped Evansville to claim a state championship. And in one A, it was Sheridan and North White. Sheridan, of course, a familiar name in the state championship games. We'll tell you how that game came out. A little music, uh, take five from the Dave Brubeck uh, jazz uh, music is behind us a little bit. I thought maybe that'd be a nice smooth way to. Uh, Move into the 1995 show. Some of the things that went on back in 1995, as far as it goes uh, in uh, news, O.J. Simpson's verdict uh, came in at not guilty. A sad day in American history in uh, 1995 as the, in April, the Oklahoma City bombing took place, killing 168 people, 19 kids and eight federal marshals. Certainly a dark day in a dark part of our history in the United States. On a brighter note, uh, Super Bowl Twenty Nine, San Francisco 49ers knocked out the San Diego Chargers in Miami by a score of 49-26. And uh, 1995, the College National Championship game was uh, Nebraska against uh, the Florida State Seminoles, and Nebraska knocked them out in a convincing fashion by a score of 62-24. So if you're a Husker fan, that was good news. If you're a Seminole, It was kind of bad news there, 62 to 24. So that's what was going on, and we will come back in just a few moments and talk to you about some other things that were taking place. We'll give you a little insight on some of the top songs of 1995 and top movies, and then we'll get on and talk about uh, the um, 1995 North-South All-Star Game, and we'll have Coach Marty Huber from Bremen with us. So stay tuned as the... Official podcast of the NF Football Coaches Association focuses in on the year nineteen ninety-five. Stay tuned. Trophy Center Plus is a proud sponsor of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. In business for over 10 years, Trophy Center Plus takes pride in outstanding customer service. Trophies, plaques, medallions, plus quality apparel with professional-looking embroidering and silk screening. Your logo will outshine all the rest. Call Trophy Center Plus today at 260-504-2717 or check us out online at TrophyCenterPlus.com or find us on Facebook. Trophy Center Plus, we offer a sense of community in everything we do. Call 260-504-271 today. And welcome back once again, everybody, to uh, the 1995 edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And I'm Coach Dave Baumgartner, and Coach Ted Huber will be joining me shortly here. But before we get to that, I want to uh, give you a little cultural background on what was going on back in 1995 First of all, uh, one of the top songs from 1995 included Mariah Carey with her song Fantasy was at the top of the charts. And uh, she also had another top charter there about remembering me with uh, another group that she did that. And then we also had another top song back then was uh, Waterfall which was uh, TLC. That's where Beyonce got her start, as a matter of fact. So we had that going on. And uh, that was one of the top songs from 1995. Taking a look at some of the top movies from 1995. The first one is a classic. Every time I flip on the TV and I happen to see it, I usually sit down and watch it, even though it's a long movie. This is Legends of the Fall. Great movie. History and all the scenery and just an incredible film. Uh, so I strongly encourage that. And as far as it goes to the next big movie from 1995, it was Batman Returns. That was a biggie. And, of course, that set off a whole series of Batman movies. And uh, who knew from uh, back in our childhood when they had the corny Batman TV show on there with the pows and the zings and the zangs and all those kind of things going across that that would turn into uh, such a franchise Batman and Batman returns and Batman goes away and super Batman faces Superman and all that kind of thing. So lots of interesting things going on. We're going to take another short break and we'll be right back with coach Ted Huber Hall of Fame coach Ted Huber. And soon to be Hall of Fame uh, coach Marty Huber, as we'll talk about uh, the North South All Star game from 1995 and get some insight on the coaches that were involved in that, as well as uh, the players that were involved in that. And of course, we'll give you the scores and that kind of thing that all go along with what happened in the North South All Star game for 1995. Trophy Center Plus is a proud sponsor of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. In business for over 10 years, Trophy Center Plus takes pride in outstanding customer service. Trophies, plaques, medallions, plus quality apparel with professional looking embroidering and silk screening. Your logo will outshine all the rest. Call Trophy Center Plus today at 260 504 2717 or check us out online at trophycenterplus.com or find us on Facebook. Trophy Center Plus, we offer a sense of community in everything we do. Call 260-504-271. And welcome back, everyone, to this edition of the Indiana High School Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And we're focusing in here on 1995 and the All-Star Game there. And we have a very special guest with us, but he's been with us before on a number of occasions. And that is Coach uh, Marty Huber from Bremen, Indiana. And I also have a Hall of Fame coach with me, my broadcast buddy. Coach Ted Huber, and if you're wondering, are they related? Well, yes, they are, and I'll let uh, the Ted take over and just explain the thing, and uh, he'll start with the questions, and we'll go from there. So, Coach Ted Huber, take over.
1: All right, here we go. Uh, this ought to be good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll get, get rolling here. Uh, I'd like you to start. First of all, talking about growing up in Bremen, Indiana, uh, a football community, uh, a small uh, community where everybody knows everybody and everybody cares. I said one time, uh, I think it was at one of the Hall of Fame speeches, that I was never more than uh, four blocks from milk and cookies. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> what I meant was, uh, you know, You know, there was, like, at one end of town was Loma and the other end was Charlotte, you know, that kind of thing. So why don't you go ahead and and, uh, give us your perspective on uh, growing up in beautiful Bremen, Indiana?
2: That's probably pretty much the same opinion that you have, but, you know, just small town growing up and, uh, you know, very supportive uh, schools and athletics at the high school level, of course. And uh like you said, uh our mom had uh fourteen brothers and sisters, so <laughs> we uh had plenty of places to go. It might it might have been less than four blocks, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but uh I know one one family rule was you you had to be sixteen to sit on one of the afternoon coffee sessions with the aunt. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I snuck in on a couple of those right. le- learned quite a bit. Right. But uh then you know got to high school and of course involved in athletics and under the tutelage of Hall of Famer Don J Bungie mm-hmm. and learned a lot from him and uh just being a part of Freeman folklore I guess.
0: Well let me let hey, me you know, I- I got, let me Go interject ahead. a question here. Okay, so so Marty, let me, uh, obviously growing up in Bremen and with Coach Bungie being the head guy and starting the program and everything that goes along with that to form the Long Green Line, how much impact did your older brother have on you as far as it goes to getting involved in football and getting involved in eventually coaching and all that kind of stuff?
2: Well, just, you know, always looked up to him and, and followed him. We always used to make the long – the trips down to Muncie and watching play baseball and football. I remember the getting in the back of the station wagon with Uncle Guy and Aunt Jane and <laughs> he, heading down to Muncie Town and like I've always said that I was always intrigued by the, you know, a lot of people don't understand foot, the smell of football and that's mm-hmm. where I first got introduced to the smell of football. There's nothing better than an old sweaty locker room to me. There you go. But that's, that's, uh, like roses, Yep. <laughs> but, uh, then, the, the sound of the cleats on the pavement and just always, you know, looked up to him and my, I think my par- our parents had a lot to do with that, getting involved in things and they supported us and anything we wanted to do. And, uh, a lot of it was athletics. Right. And there's a, you know, he's called my older brother for a reason. Because uh, he's eleven years older than me, so that was, you know, that's pretty big time span. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we never really got got close until, you know, we I got out of school.
0: Right.
1: All right. Yeah, I was going to say that was one of the the drawbacks. I think was was that it was eleven years between, and so, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a senior, he was a first grader. Right. And, you know, who in the hell wants to have a first grader hanging
0: around? Right, right. For sure.
1: (laughs) But I did. (laughs) Right. But you did. Exactly right. So, uh, but anyway, you end up at Ball State and going to school. Uh, You and Connie uh, go to Ball State and uh, you become a SIGF. And uh, actually, uh, I think you might have, did you graduate on time?
2: Uh, it took a little more than four years. Um, okay. Well, welcome,
0: uh, yeah. welcome to the club. I think, it was, like,
2: I think it was four and two thirds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Congratulations. Cause uh, I know yeah.
1: You're uh, your older than I'll uh, tell you that. Yeah. So. But anyway, you end up at Ball State and, uh, you end up graduating and, and, uh, you, you know, I can't recall, uh, was Bremen? uh, was that your first job?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I got, I looked into a job. My uh, wife was uh, trying to get jobs bri she had applied at Bremen and Northwood. And she got, she got an elementary job at at Napanee. So she called uh, the principal Rudy Marker just to tell him that, you know, to take her name off the list in Bremen. And during that phone call, he said, by the way, do you know anybody that teaches industrial art?" Oh <laughs> yeah, and she uh, recommended my name. So I started out industrial arts at Ball State, but didn't. Fit. At the time, they abolished. It was my minor in college. Oh, and they abolished the minor when I was mm-hmm. down there. So you either had to go major or get out. Oh wow! So I switched majors, or switched uh, to a, uh, a driver's ed and business minor, along with of course. PE and health, uh, major. So I got, got the job of Bremen in, uh, my first two years, I was a head coach at the junior high level, seventh and eighth grade for two years. And then the, and I think it was 80, I got to be an assistant for, for coach Bungie and that, that carried over for, for, uh, till 85 until he retired. And then I uh, was uh, offensive coordinator for Coach Jenna Seneke, who was two years head head coach of Bremen for two years. And then I applied for the head coaching job and got it in '88. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All right. So Seneki then went to Northridge, if I recall. Uh, was, was Seneke's
2: dad? Was he the jeweler? Yeah. He was the, uh, the, uh, jeweler in Bremen. Yeah. Yeah. I used to work with him. He was, uh, I used to work, uh, right out of high school. I wasn't even going to go to college. I was going to be a bricklayer and I was under apprenticeship with Bill Faulkner and, and, uh, Oh, Eddie Senegi, uh, worked for them. So I got to be pretty close with him. He's a great guy. Mm -hmm. But I, I could never really understand why Dennis left dreaming. But ended up being fortunate for me. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I've I've been a couple times where I can't believe I did what I did either, you know. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I think there's the a bunch of people
0: might be on that but go ahead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, holy cow, why would you do that, Ted? So anyway you get involved as a head coach and uh I think uh, in an overview, probably, what, one state championship and two runner-ups as a head coach?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 88, my first year, we were state runner-up. Oh, and wow. I might point out that my – and I know you don't like this, Ted, but <laughs> my first <laughs> my first uh, high school W was uh, versus Warsaw. I think I – When you were head coach there, <laughs> so – that's exactly right. As was yeah. I, so <laughs>
0: I remember yeah. that.
2: And then the next year we got out of the NLC, so uh, went to the NI well, went to the north uh, Northern State Conference, mm-hmm. smaller school conference. Right. So I kind of hit and ran, and uh, never had the opportunity to play again. So right. yeah. yeah,
1: I can remember
2: the that ball game. Actually, <laughs> we came to. We came
1: to Bremen, and yes, uh, we uh, we took the first drive, like 90 yards or 88 yards or something, and scored a touchdown. And uh, the the game ended up something like 31-6. to six. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: Lions 31, uh, Tigers 6. Yeah. And I can remember uh, after the game, one of the ants uh, come out after we had talked, and uh, one of the ants come out and said, you know, I was really astounded. I was really frightened that you were going to really put it on Marty, uh, after that, you know, after the beginning of the game. And I said, well, you know, if you think about this, uh, I think that Marty needed that victory more than I did. Right. right, right. <laughs> okay. And, um, you know, I, I still think that was true, but anyway, yeah, there was no question, uh, that, uh, the Lions were superior
0: that night. Hey, now, yeah. let's, uh, Ted, I got to tell the story, though, uh, At our the post-game discussion that you had with the team that we were when we were standing yeah, there. Yeah,
1: I did. I can remember that,
0: too. <laughs> yeah. Coach Huber, uh, our Coach Huber, the Tiger version, uh, made it clear to our team that, uh, and made the statement that, in essence, basically said, well, this this Bremen team and this Bremen kids are a whole lot tougher than we are. And some kid that was walking by said, you got that right. And, and we all started looking at each other there, but it was a Bremen kid. And, and, uh, Ted quickly agreed or right along with him. That's for sure. You know? And, uh, I tell you what, well, and I think our kids did go over there with kind of thinking, well, Hey, we're just going to play little Bremen high school here. And I'm telling you what, we got our butts kicked and, uh, it was by a tough hard nosed, well-coached bunch of lions. And it was, uh. It was a good lesson, humility for our kids, that's for sure. But I never will forget that kid. You got that right. And then Ted jumped right back on that. So, anyway, that's a good story.
2: Yeah, that game, uh, the game before we played, uh, we got beat by Goshen. That's when uh, Rick Meyer yeah. was quarterback. Oh, yeah. he <laughs> threw a like, He threw a pass I'll never forget in the last drive to beat us. It was like a 30-yard curl. And hell, the ball never got like four or five yards off the ground. Right. It was just a, <laughs> just a bullet. And it was like a curl down to the three-yard line, and they scored and beat, yeah. beat us. We had them, but
0: let them go. Wow. Well, yeah.
1: I'll
2: tell you, we weren't
1: that close. No. Labor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. It wasn't near that close for us. No question. That's right. Well, okay, I, so uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, Taken over, I mean, I know there was an interim there, but uh, being uh, under the toolage of Coach Bungie, I mean, that had to have a tremendous impact, but yet a, a coach comes in, and, and they still will put a little bit of their signature on. Did you do much to change much of anything, Marty, when you came in as uh, the head coach of Bremen?
2: Not really. Right. Just yeah. uh, went went by the toolage of, uh, you know, being prepared, sure. make sure you know your opponent, and, and uh, just coach your kids to win, right? Just make you no matter what till the final second you're going to play your butts off. Yeah, that's what our kids did.
0: That's for sure.
1: All right. I can remember Coach Buggy though, when you know when you were in the the uh, NLC and uh, Freeman won their share, okay, and they were the by far the smallest team. And I can remember talking to him about it at times, different times. And uh, of course, the fact that he was so far ahead of his time uh, with the preparation and everything, and, you know, that goes all the way back to, uh, back to uh, 1958 uh, that I can think about what he did. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I've probably mentioned this before, but, um, you know, he would take, four or five, and the team that we had when we started football uh, at Bremen and we had the team that uh, ended up uh, the fall of 59, uh, which was the class of 60, which was the one I was in. And we had about four or five guys that were pretty good players. Mm-hmm. And uh, each week uh, we played different positions on defense. Uh-huh. Now, we didn't change offense, but we were at different places <laughs> on defense. In other words, if they, you know, that uh, people come in and we're going to throw the football, uh, then, uh, you know, I might have been a a cornerback, a halfback, and and if they were going to run the football, uh, you know, maybe a linebacker. And, of course, I can remember we played Plymouth, and Plymouth was a single-wing team. Mm -hmm. Now, I was a quarterback. okay, And that's that's kind of a joke.
0: uh, All-county.
1: I was, that I was an all county quarterback <laughs> because we had, uh, two, two teams, uh, in the county and that was Plymouth and Bremen and Plymouth didn't have a quarterback cause they played single wing. So, um, I was the all county quarterback. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're playing Plymouth and, uh, I wore three sets of old rib pads and I was the strong side, defensive end. All right. And my job, my job was that when they ran the sweep or the power, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and they had, you know, everybody coming, all the linemen and all the backs, yep. and the tailback was uh, carrying the football, was to throw my body crosswise into those guys. <laughs> and then uh, Andrews and all those guys would come up and make the tackle. Right. You know? And I was a quarterback. Right. <laughs> and uh, I can, you know, I can remember uh, when I was a, a younger coach at Bloomington South, I had a quarterback that was a pretty good player, right. ended up going to Illinois State. And uh, I said, you know, we're going to take some reps at uh, safety. And he said, oh, quarterbacks don't play defense. <laughs> he, said. he said, and I thought about myself, uh, just think of that. Can, Right. You know, Marty, can you imagine me saying to Bungie, Oh, uh, quarterbacks don't play deep <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's cool. That would have been my last ball <laughs> game. Yeah. Oh, well, good. you know, that's a that's another thing I learned from him is that, you know, you gotta go with what you got. Right. You know, if you got if you got a good quarterback and he can throw the ball, throw the ball. Right. If you don't, you're on the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta go to what you what Their talents you have. Yeah,
0: sure. That's good stuff.
2: Yeah, he's uh without
1: question, you know, a legend, obviously. We all know that. Yeah. And you you were so fortunate to coach for him and you played for him, you coached for him, and uh he's been around that town forever and he was one of your biggest backers. And I can remember talking to him a couple, three years ago, and he said, hey, we have got to get your brother in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) that's where he belongs, you know. And, of course, around there when Coach Bungie talked, everybody listened. You know, I mean, uh, and, of course, I still listen to him. And it's Coach Bungie. It's Mr. Bungie. It's. Uh, it's not Don, you yeah. know. I mean, I just can't do that.
2: <laughs> no, and, uh, never.
1: So, yeah. anyway, mentioning that, uh, you are getting, uh, you are being nominated for the Hall of Fame, which obviously is congratulatory. Absolutely. And uh, it's where you belong. Well it? You know, because all the success that you had there. And so, you were fortunate enough to, to play there and then coach there. And, you know, I was a nomad. Uh, throughout my career and you uh you were in Bremen Indiana and uh I'm sure I'm sure our mother uh, appreciated that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> she used to you know she said hey why don't you call me more I said hey do you realize that the telephone lines go both <laughs> ways yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: but that went over well you know but yeah yeah
1: so anyway well, yeah he, you uh it's just, uh, you know, it's a great situation. It was a great situation for mm-hmm. you, and, and uh, you handled it really, really well. I yep. uh, appreciate that.
0: All right, let's talk now, about let's, the north-south All-Star. Is that where you want to go, Ted? You lead the way, not Yeah, me.
1: I thought we'd go to there. I thought okay. we could go to the north coaches. Uh, Marty was the head coach, and, uh, you know, his buddy Jeff Adamson was an assistant, if you will. Right. Uh you know, he's a four-time state, uh, state runner-up. Mm-hmm. Jeff is. Of course, our buddy Bob Bridge is always on his back about it. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, in a in a kidding sort of way, but uh, I'm not sure, if sure he takes it that way
0: sometimes. <laughs> yeah, really.
1: Uh, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, he's got 300 wins. Jo- uh, Jeff does. He's got over 300 wins now, and he is also uh, nominated for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay, so, Marty, why don't you, you know, jump in here and talk about your assistance now.
2: Yeah, uh, well, like you said, I had, uh, had Jeff Adamson from Eastbrook and uh, had Frank Amato from South Bend, St. Joe. Uh, he was a uh, 95-3A state champ mm-hmm. coach at St. Joe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the defensive coordinator at the All-Star Game. Okay. And uh, another guy was Jim Davis from uh, North Miami. He was oh, the, uh, 90, was North white, North white, North, yeah. white. North white. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 94 state champ and uh, 94 state runner up 98 state runner up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, another guy that we had on staff that was supposed to be on staff was Kirk Kennedy from Lowell. Mm-hmm. He, uh, had physical dis- disabilities at the time. So, he ended up not working, so I, I brought my uh, my defensive coordinator from Bremen, Jeff Jankowski, down with me, and he did a great job. Uh-huh. So he took, he took Kennedy's place on the staff. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, Ron as a coach co- from DeKalb. Yeah, cook. cook. Cook from DeKalb. Yeah, he was the uh, 4A state champ or state runner-up in 94. Uh, yeah, and then we had Chuck Wagner. He was the uh, legendary offensive line coach at Penn yeah. with uh, Chris Giesman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amato was the uh, defensive coordinator, and when Wagner helped him out, and then my uh, offensive coordinator was uh, Cook from the uh, Cal, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I learned one thing. That's one thing I learned as a head coach of the All-Star Game is I, you know, I, I put the, the offensive and defensive coordinators in somebody else's hands, and I I always said from that time on that I would never put, as a, as a head coach, I would never put anybody responsible for offense beside myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was on sidelines. And I felt like I was useless because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't involved in things, you know, like the plays, calling, and and things like that. So right. that's something I learned from that from that experience. Right. But uh, yeah, it was a fun staff. We say uh, what coaching the All Star game; it goes by so fast.
0: Right.
2: I mean, you got a week with these kids, and you know, you have a hard time learning names and learning kids, and mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. If it wasn't for Paul Logan, God rest his soul, right. uh, that week wouldn't have come off. You know, he did, he did an unbelievable amount of work mm-hmm. and organization for for uh, the coaching staff and the players. Right. So, yeah, 30, 34 years of that
1: he did. Wow. i tell you, 34 years he was in charge of the game. Wow. Yeah. We had John Mallory on last week, and uh, he talked about uh, paul because he was one of paul's uh good buddies but he was also one of paul's helpers mm-hmm. you know he was in charge of the tickets uh for the banquet and you know all the different things like that so yeah it's, so who's uh, doing
2: it who's doing it now the game director
1: is jason Simmons uh jason took over uh and they're still going to play it at north central they didn't play it a year ago obviously there but uh, North Central uh, was renovating their field, so right. now it's up and running, and uh, it's going to be at North Central. Oh, good, know? good. All right. So anyway, let's let's look at real quick uh, the South staff. Uh, you know, John Lighty, uh, Castle High School, two-time state champion, uh, father of Vince Lighty, mm-hmm. uh, who played in the game. Uh, Vince Leidy, who was the Mental Attitude Award winner in the fall of uh, nineteen ninety four in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and uh, he's also going to be the head coach of the North or South uh, this year in the two thousand twenty two All Star game. Right. Well, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. He. Uh, you know, one thing I was going to mention, and I forgot, was uh, John Cook or Cook was uh, Ron Cook from DeKalb. Uh, died very young.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, He just, uh, you know, he passed away, and it was a surprise. And it it wasn't a whole uh, lot many years after uh, he he coached in that All-Star game. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, of course, uh, John Lighty, the field's named after him, the castle. And, like I said, Vince played for him. And uh, another guy in the game is Doug Hurt, played in the game. Doug oh, uh, Hurd yeah. is head coach at Castle, mm-hmm. uh, 17th year now or something. Man, mm-hmm. I'm getting old, because I can remember. We lived in uh, Newburgh when he got that job. Oh, wow. In fact, he got the job over Vince. And, uh, of course, John Lighty was the head coach at Castle for a long time. And and a uh, hero down there and a good buddy a lot of them. And there was a big riff. Uh, there was a big riff when... Uh, Doug got that job instead of Vince.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I bet.
1: Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that, but uh, Uh that's really true.
0: Right. Mm
2: -hmm. You helped him out as an assistant for a few years, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I jumped in, and he, you know, he'd never been a head coach, and so when we moved there, uh, you know, uh, my nephew, you know, the grandsons, uh, Zachary and uh, and, um, Austin Current, Uh, we're in the program. And so, uh, I got involved a little bit, told him that, you know, if he had any questions and one thing led to another and, uh, I had a lot of fun with it, probably 10 years, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Couldn't have a better Mm mentor.
0: Absolutely. Well, then Vince Lighty, but Vince Lighty, to add to the story, of course, claimed his own state championship this last year. Right. Exactly so, right. You know, Mount Vernon. You know,
1: Mount Vernon. So. He's at Mount Vernon, Fortville. Uh, Vince is a uh, uh, former uh, Hamilton Southeastern assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there for a long time right. uh, as an assistant. And uh, just after uh, Kirshner, Mike Kirchner left Mount Vernon and went to Warren Central, uh, mm-hmm. that job opened up. and Vince got his first head coaching job at Mount Vernon. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you know how old, if if Vince was a senior in 1995, how old would he be? Yeah, well, he'd... I, obviously we don't have a math. Teacher.
0: No, no. Yeah. but he'd be closer <laughs> running in the upper forties, there, around fifty years old then,
1: right? Okay, so anyway, his first coach, his first head job was at Mount Vernon.
0: Well, I remember, uh, yeah. you know, So, when yeah. I when I interviewed him after they won the state championship, uh, it was brought to my attention at that time that you know not only had he coached in the north south and played in the north south game, he was a medal attitude award winner and um they won a state championship and then of course they won a state he won a state championship. So, he's a unique guy. He's got a lot of right. things that I mean, there's not a lot of guys that can say all that about this is what I've done in my career. So, it makes him kind of very unique. Yeah.
1: I did just- I just talked to him yesterday, actually, about mm-hmm. it—the uh, fact that he's going to be the head coach—and he was starting to get organized, Right. you know. Because, <laughs> you know, as we said before, you're—you know—we're going to do—we're going to do about a month's worth of uh, podcasts with uh, the 2022 All Stars, right? And so uh, we'll talk to the head coaches first, and then the assistants about the players and everything. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: anyway, he's getting getting started. And, uh, it was like, you know, uh, Hey, back off a little bit here, coach, let me get my, take my breath here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I said, okay, well, but, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's quite a guy. He, yeah. uh, I, I rode in a car with our buddy Bob bridge and, uh, went to, uh, gas city, Indiana to, uh, one of the region Four. um, meetings uh and um Lighty and talked at that. He came up from uh from Fortville and uh did a heck of a job and he's talking at the state clinic also.
0: Oh yeah, great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's everywhere.
2: How did he do it in Indiana?
1: He uh was a linebacker, uh played played quite a bit. Uh you know, I I kidded him one time about uh you know, just think of how great a player you'd have been at Ball State. Uh, you know, because uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the the obviously the level was different, but uh, he did a good job. Yeah, and he was a you know he's a coach's kid, so you know he just he was great in the locker room and uh, knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah,
2: quite a pedigree, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah he does.
2: So we have Tom Drake. Uh,
1: Tom's been on the staff before, if I'm not mistaken. Hagerstown was—he was a region advisor for quite a while uh, uh, in the organi- in the IFCA organization. Uh, Keith Fiedler from Carmel, who became coach there, uh, head coach there, and uh, was the president of our organization. He was a—you uh, uh, know—he was an assistant in the on the south. And uh, one of your uh, nemesis, Marty uh, Charlie German, yep, uh, North Montgomery, the,
0: uh, yeah,
1: from North Montgomery. Uh, what uh, what was it? Nineteen ninety what? Ninety five. Nineteen ninety five. What was it? Twenty to seventeen. What was the situation in that game?
2: We I don't let remember. Run a,
1: game. I don't know. We, I probably didn't see it because I was, yeah, we
2: I was, uh, uh, we let him run a kickoff back on us. And uh, that kind of set the tone for the second half. Mm-hmm. But we gave that up and, uh, of course, got beat by three. Right. So that had a big impact on the game. Mm-hmm. Or you'd have won two in a row. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Charlie yeah. German. Good guy. Nice guy. And the guy you beat uh, in 1994, Frank Will from Modern Day. Uh, was on that staff also, I, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Um believe the name of Bill Smith from uh, Indianapolis, Tech. And then uh, John Stafford, good old John Stafford from Columbus East. Uh, I can remember John Stafford won a state, maybe in 79, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, he had a quarterback named Blair Keel. And, uh, yeah, Blair Keel made him a better football coach. Uh, (laughs) He still, uh, still lives in Columbus, at least when it's warm out. I think, I don't know if he goes anywhere, but he still lives there because he's, he's been around a little bit, but, uh, you know, there was so many of those guys, uh, Stafford, uh, let's see Stafford and Frank will and, um, Keith Fiedler are all Hall of Fame, are all Hall of Fame guys. Coaches, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, John Whitey is too. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, those are the, the South coaches. And it's, it's always interesting. And I, you know, I know a lot of these guys because I've been around forever right. and I've been involved in the, uh, IFCA. So, uh, you know, it's, it's really nice to talk about them. Good to talk about them and easy to talk about them mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, I'm. I don't have to look many things up. You know, I yeah. just gotta look up and see when um, when all this happened. But uh, so every staff, uh, it's interesting uh, when you're involved in the All Star Game. I've been involved for quite a long time. When you're involved in it, and these guys become involved in it, and uh, it's just you know, it's a, it's just a great situation.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: yeah some some pretty big names there.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Well, it's like reading. So
1: Marty, let's let's think about players here. What are you going to say something
0: Dave? All I was going to say is every, every time we go through a, uh, a year of it there, you read the list of the coaches on the coaching staffs for the North and the South all-star teams. And it's a who's who in, uh, you know, Indiana high school football coaching legends. I mean, really is, um, you know, so it's always interesting to see who's on the staff and, you know, many of them are Hall of Fame coaches and, uh, you know, have claimed championships of their own. And it's just uh, fun to look at and, you know, realize it. So go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's coaches
2: well, have had a lot of success.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: And, uh, you know. Yeah. So so, speaking of championships, this
1: might be a good time to go, go through the uh, 1994 uh, state playoffs.
0: Yes, we can do that. Okay, oh, go ahead, David. All right. In uh, 5A, um, Castle beat Portage. Um, Castle under John Lighty, as we just said. It was 12-2, and two, and they beat uh, Portage 30-12, uh, to 12, and uh, that was Portage's first loss under Craig Buzza. Buzza? I think Buzza is how you pronounce it.
1: Craig Buzza, yeah. yeah. He's back He's back now
0: at Crown Point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I yeah, did know he that. came
1: back. He went to Illinois, home with Baltimore Right. And... Uh, now he's back in the great state of Indiana.
0: There you go. Yep. Castles, Vince Lighty, as we mentioned, was the um, mental attitude award winner in 4A. It was East central 35 to nothing and uh, East central uh, 14 and on the season. Ron Ballard was the head coach and Ron cook was head coach at DeKalb. That was their first loss. And DeKalb's Brad Weber was the uh, mental attitude uh, award winner. And uh, I happen to have taught with and knew, Um, Brad Weber's father, um, who was at Lowell for quite a while in Annapolis. Pardon me. Just
1: just a minute. One of Maureen's old girlfriends that she grew up with, uh, and still was around until she passed away a year ago was, uh, um, Joseph Weber's, uh, grandma or sister, uh, his mother and Lillian were sisters. So, oh, okay. anyway, we both have connections right. with, uh, with the Webbers,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. In Class 3 Indianapolis Ron Colley um, under uh, Bruce, uh, Cy- how do you pronounce his name, Cyphers? Cyphers. Cyphries, 12-2, 35-14 over Tipton under Mike Tolley, was the head coach there. And Tipton's Brian uh, Winkleman was the uh, Metal Attitude Award winner.
1: Yeah, it's the second year in a row I think that
0: Bruce won it. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, two A the Bremen Lions topped uh, Evansville Modern Day by a score thirty eight to ten. And uh, Marty Huber, head coach, Bremen Bremen Lions were twelve and two on the season. Modern Day eleven and three. Frank Will, uh, Marty, when you guys were playing these guys, I mean, obviously you're going up against a Catholic school. There was that anything that you take into consideration? I mean, you just know that they're always going to be tough and hard to play with, and yet you guys, you guys handled them. Well, by the score, there pretty pretty easily. I don't want to say easily, but I know it was a battle. But
2: um, well, you know that you know going into the game, that's got to be pretty good team, right? I mean, you know, they're in the state finals, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We got down ten. We got down ten to nothing in that game. Oh wow! Yep, Yep. we scored thirty eight straight. So
0: wow, the Lions woke up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I thought we had a key touchdown right before halftime.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. That put us
2: up double figures. So right. that was big sure. right before
0: half. Evan, Evansville Modern Days, Jim Schroeder was the uh, Mental Attitude War winner. And then in 1A, North White, 34, Sheridan, 7. That's something that Sheridan wasn't used to too much, at least losing in the state championship game. But Jim Davis was the head coach of North White. And then, of course, Larry Bud Wright was the head coach of Sheridan. And North White's Doug Morris uh, was the Mental Attitude Award winner for that uh, con- contest. So that's the uh, results from the state championship games uh, from 94. Uh, yep, football 94. Football 94, right. We're talking about yeah. All North-South All-Star Game 95 right now, but we're always, um, you know, a season Who's behind.
2: The, uh, yeah, I got a question, Ted. How how do they pick the SQA award? Uh, winner, you know, the, well, the you game. know,
1: you had to nominate somebody, Right. Yep. you were in the state finals. And so they have a committee, uh, whether it's the on board of control at the IHSA or whether it's the commissioners, I, I don't know, but anyway, they have a committee. It may be a secret committee.
0: Right. Uh, Double,
1: and they, they look at it. They look at the, qualifications uh you know of academically and character wise and you know it's it's a very prestigious award because uh think of how many football players in the state of indiana every year and uh you know first of all your team has to get to the state finals for anybody on your team mm-hmm. uh, to be eligible right okay and right. Uh, you know and it's uh it's, it's a very select group, but that's how they do it. You know, I mean, it's nominated technically by the principal, I'm sure of the school. Right. And, uh, then, uh, they, uh, you know, they pick them out, they, they decide which one they vote on it. Somebody does the committee and they, Uh, You know, it seems to be, and I I know this is true, I was going to do this one time, too. I always got all these things I was going to do. But anyway, (laughs) I was going to do, I was going to go through and see. Um, It always seemed to me that there were more winners of the Mental Attitude Award winners who were on the losing team. Oh, really? That was on the winning team. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I don't know whether that, you know, it always seemed to me like, well, that was like a consolation prize, uh-huh. okay? Now, it's not true, okay? No. I mean, I'm not saying it is, and it should be, no no way. But yeah. it just seemed to me that because, uh, you know, I mean, if you, just like, for instance, if you look at your list, uh, look at your list, uh, let's see how it happened in 1994. Vince Lighty, that was a, a winning side. Right. Okay. Uh, Brad Weber was on the losing side. Right. Okay. Runkle or Tipton was on the losing side. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, modern day losing
1: side with Modern Day. Mm-hmm. So that's three to one, and then uh, North White was on the winning, so it was right. three to two. Yeah. So I'm I'm full of baloney.
0: Well, so the like, bottom you know, line okay. is the the selection is made well before the game is played, so it can't be. Dictated that way. I mean, yeah,
2: that yeah. decision's got to be made. Yeah, it doesn't
1: have anything to do with uh, who wins. Game, no, no question.
0: About no question it. there. Yeah.
1: No. It's already they know when they get to the to the field. You know that who's going to be the yeah. The plaques are made.
0: Tough. I mean, they know it probably a week or two ahead of time because the pla are well at least a week because they got plaques made and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know.
1: Right, but see, they don't know until the, well, yeah, after, after the,
0: the that's right.
1: You know, know. after the semi state,
0: yeah. Uh, Who's you even know, eligible. So,
1: yeah. So, yeah. Anyway.
0: All right. Another legend, urban myth dispelled here on the Indiana Football Coaches Association's podcast. <laughs> so there we go. We got that ironed out. All right. Let's talk about players, guys. We You had a bunch of them. Could
1: you, can you uh, recall any of them that were in the game already? Uh, on the yeah, a uh,
2: few that went on to bigger and better things. Like, okay, uh, go had, ahead. Uh, a couple of them, uh, one is Roosevelt Colvin.
0: Yep. Boy, I'm and
2: half of ripple. Mm-hmm. Right. He played, uh, at Purdue. Mm-hmm. Then he's two time all Big Ten linebacker played, uh, for the bears for three years and the Patriots for five years 2 two Super Bowl champ. And then, mm-hmm. uh, he played for the Texans for one year, but he's, uh, you know, still on the big tube. Uh, he's a Big Ten network analyst, so uh-huh. you get to see him once in a while. Mm-hmm. Another guy uh, that I distinctly remember is Marcus Carpenter from Jimtown.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he went on yeah, I bet
2: you to Wisconsin. All right. And uh, I've got a story about uh, Carpenter. Of course, he's from Jimtown. Yeah. We had some pretty big ball games when... In the <laughs> early 90s. Yeah, you did. And mid, mid 90s. And, oh, uh, Marcus, you know, there's a tradition down at the All Star game where you you exchange helmet decals. Okay. You know, you give them to each other and then you put the decals on your helmet and you play it during the game. I don't know if they still do that or not, but mm-hmm. I, I remember that night we did it. Uh, you know, the Bremen logo, of course, is a small b. Everybody thinks it's a six, but right. it's a. Hall B, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm kind of walking around, kind of watching things, When I walk past uh, Marcus, and uh, he's got his helmet in his hand, and he's got this Bremen B in his hand, and he looks up at me, and he goes, Coach, he says, I don't know if I can do this or not, (laughs) that he couldn't, he he couldn't put it on his helmet, but he, uh, yeah, he ended up doing it, so I was proud of him. (laughs) Good guy. Sure. Another story I had about him was in one of our contests. Uh, we were, I think, I'm not sure if we were up or down, but uh, Corey Hunt was our punter, mm-hmm. and Marcus, of course, was a defensive end, mm-hmm. pullback, and uh, we ran a fake punt on him, where you uh, the punter takes two steps like he's going to punt it, and then he tucks it and runs around the mm-hmm. the right end. And Marcus mm-hmm. was on that side. And I couldn't distinctively remember, <laughs> I could hear Marcus say from the sidelines, he goes, Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, they, You know, right? and he knew he was burnt. Yeah. So I got. I think they got us a first down and we were able to run the clock out. Okay. So mm-hmm. that was a little story, a couple of stories about Marcus, That's but he's stuff. a great kid. Mm-hmm. Great kid. He's in the Elkhart Hall of Fame, too. Yeah, yeah. Elkhart County Hall of Fame. There's all kinds
1: of those people over there, yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are just, you know, a couple of players that that, uh, I remember. Right. But uh, I also, I had a couple of players in that game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tyler Mitchell, a linebacker. He was a linebacker and center for me, middle linebacker. But he played uh, almost half of the playoff games with a broken hand. He had a big club on his hand. Oh, wow. And uh, another guy that's uh, uh, the big, the big uh, offensive lineman. I can't remember his name from Penn.
0: What oh was yeah, his name uh, Rosen. Rosenthal was that it? Rosen played to the Giants too. I think went on to play in the pros. If I'm thinking the right one, I don't
1: know. It was Rosenthal in
2: that year? I don't. Remember. Yeah, it's Rosenthal. That's who uh, it, is. I thought it yeah. was.
0: Because I remember, we yeah, but he, <laughs> remember playing against
2: he, him. He uh, he decided not to play in the All Star game, oh. so I had to fill in with a, another offensive lineman. So I I took our big offensive tackle from Bremen with us, uh, mm. Chris Nagy. Mm-hmm. He played in the game, mm-hmm. so I ended up having two players from yeah. Bremen playing that All Star game, mm-hmm. which was nice for those kids.
0: Oh yeah, it's good stuff. And then, as we mentioned there. Uh, Doug Hurt and uh, Vince Leidy, of course, you know, played in the game and then went on to become very successful coaches in their own right too. So, um, yeah,
1: they, and they, were, they were teammates, uh, really good friends. Yeah. Right,
0: Right. Um, there is, um, Phil, uh, Bozeman from Salem. That's kind of a sad story there, Ted. Is that the one that, yeah,
1: he, he was at West
0: Washington,
1: uh, coaching, And had a stroke on the sideline. And uh, what year was that? Uh, Nineteen, I think, something like that. Twenty nineteen, yeah.
0: He's forty three years old. Twenty
1: nineteen, and ended up passing away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he played. You know, he played in the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scott Buening is a coach at Southridge. Uh, has had a lot of success at Southridge down there at Huntingburg, Indiana. Of course, uh, another chance for me to get on to you two northern guys, because right. uh, <laughs> you have never—you would not know how to get to Huntingburg,
0: no, not at but, all.
1: Uh, actually, it's only four miles from Jasper, Indiana.
0: Oh, okay. Right.
1: You talk about a rivalry, Southridge and Jasper—they're four miles apart. Wow, yeah. Yeah, if, uh, I'm
0: the only guy who knows about it. Right, right, right. Well, you know where <laughs> you know where Bee Hunter and Bushrod is too, and I have no idea, but yeah. I know I know they're down there somewhere. So we're going to take a summer tour, though. We're going to take the podcast on tour. I think we should do that this next summer, maybe. Right. We'll see. That's right. <laughs> uh,
1: one other guy we ought to mention uh, is W. C. Hoover. Oh, yeah. Uh, played for Bob Bridge mm-hmm. at North Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I know, he was still coaching. Uh, he's a doctor. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a doctor there uh, near Mexico, Indiana. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, Bud Wright uh, travels all the way from Sheridan, Indiana, to go to the doctor with uh, Dr. Hoover. All right. Uh, well, he's, he's one of... Uh, one of four or five brothers. Famous? How many are there on that sheet? Well, that uh, are in the hall of, uh, in the wrestling hall yep. of fame. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. in the state of Indiana. I remember so, them well. Yeah, Absolutely. they uh, you know, it's you know, it's places like that that uh, makes Indiana great. You know, yeah. I mean, North Miami, uh, which is just near Mexico, Indiana. Right. Uh, Close to Cuba, also near Chile. <laughs> <It's
0: laughs> yeah, pron- Chile. There you go. It's pronounced Chile. Right. It's
1: spelled Chile. Right. Uh, that's where Tim Bois used to live until he mm-hmm. moved to Peru. And mm-hmm. so, anyway, uh, you know, it's it never ceases to amaze me the guys that go through these All Star games and uh, and end up, uh, you know, successful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. There's not too many of them uh, that played in the all-star game that don't end up being
0: very successful. Yeah, and they contribute contribute back to society or they end up contributing through being football coaches and things like that, too. So, yeah, absolutely. That'd be an yeah, interesting a, study.
2: You mentioned somebody, Ted, that I'd like to give a little shout-out to, and that's Coach Bridge. Oh, yeah. Uh, he I think he was the head coach of the all-star team the year before me if I'm not mistaken. I
0: believe that's correct.
2: And uh, he uh, he helped, you know, I communicated with him how he did everything and, mm. you know, communicated with the players in the summer, and uh, he kind of gave me a step up on things. So I owe, owe him some gratitude for mm-hmm. helping me out and getting me kind of prepared for that 95 yeah. that, uh, yeah. All-Star game.
0: All right, now yeah. I have some I'll breaking news. Some breaking news, and Ted, maybe you know about this breaking news regarding Coach Bridge, who I think Marty has helped everybody in the state of Indiana, uh, in some way with <laughs> football and some way, shape, or form. But it's my understanding he is back in the coaching ranks at North Miami as a running back coach.
1: Well, he's he's in the on the staff. Yeah, I don't okay. Know exactly what position? But yeah, All right.
0: that's what I heard that uh, yesterday.
1: He, he took a year off took a year off and, right. and they talked to him and uh, he's back. Uh, he's kinda like gonna be uh like I was uh right. you know, I looked in the program when I was at Castle one right. time right before <laughs> I gave it up.
0: Yeah.
1: And it had my name in there under the coaches and it had senior consultant. There you go.
0: Okay. Well <laughs> and,
1: and I and Bridge is a senior. There you no go. question about it.
0: And he's you certainly know, a consultant Bridges. so
1: He's seventy nine years old. And right. He is a consultant.
0: Yeah. This, Absolutely.
1: This can't this can't stay away. Nope. Yeah.
0: It is in the he, man's he's blood. got
1: no hobbies. He's got no hobbies. His hobbies are football.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, on March sixth, for instance, on March sixth, Bob Bridge and Ted Huber are getting Bridge's car, uh, his Bronco. Right. And we are going to Lafayette. Oh. And on that day, the North staff is meeting to pick the North All-Stars. Oh, okay. So Coach Bridge and I are going to be the senior consultants, right. and um, it'll be a great day. Right. Uh, I may take my – what I may do is I may take my uh, tape recorder with me and not tell him and turn it on. When we're in the car, right, and uh, that that would be the price of admission. Right absolutely, <laughs>
0: absolutely. It's just like Crosby yeah, and Hope. I like to hear that. Yeah, Crosby and Hope on the road again. <laughs> no question about it. Um, <laughs> hey, did we mention the one kid from Seymour, Kevin uh, Klinehagen? Yeah, I
1: don't think we did. He was a quarterback. Right. Played for Joe Goodman. Right. Uh, played at View of Indy. Uh, threw for. What, 4,000 yards in yeah, a career? a mile, yeah. But he was with uh, Joe down there, Joe Goodman, the idea man. Sure. Uh, down at Seymour. He was a Seymour owl.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, I'd, I know that was uh, that was one that stuck out on the list, or I didn't think that we had mentioned. But, uh, yeah, surrounded by talented people, uh, no question about it.
1: When, uh, yep, you're cracking up, Dave. Oh,
0: okay. Yep. I'll get a little closer here. My sounding better now? A little bit. All right. Well, I'll, I'll get things squared around there. Uh, Ted, shall I go ahead and, and name the uh, game awards from the IHS There you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this, this week, I'm sure they're good ones.
0: Yeah. yeah. Distinguished Service Award went to Bob Copeland from Danville. And, he was
1: the president. Yeah.
0: Oh, right. Uh, President's Award went to Joyce Crawl. She was the Indiana Football Hall of Fame person.
1: Joyce and her husband, both, uh, she worked at the hall of fame at that time and they used to travel around the state and go to the different, uh, inductions. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, I can remember setting and eating, uh, uh, let's see, what would it have been, uh, be, um, at the, at the St. Joe Valley,
0: uh, one yeah, the, night, Right. Uh, that awards program, you know,
1: like program. And, you know oh, and
0: yeah.
1: all the, the dinners that they serve up there, but, uh, yeah, they travel all abroad. Right.
0: Yeah. And then the uh, Ken Leffler Memorial special service award went to John Mallory from Franklin central, who we had on last week. And, exactly. uh, and John, yep. the uh, media award went to Paul Condre from regional radio sports. And I haven't uh, seen or heard of Paul here lately, but, uh, I know he's still around and, uh, still involved. I know he's still broadcasting. So, he is uh he was the winner of the media award
1: yep yeah, that was a good bunch yeah absolutely good group, no question mm-hmm. yeah yeah well I don't know maybe we've uh maybe we're done
0: well I think we've covered about everything here uh, Marty I always ask though I got to put in my my one question I usually ask all of the coaches um you know if you're gonna advise a young coach or a, a guy that's just getting into the coaching and stuff what are any uh, advice that you'd give them in regard to getting involved in a, uh, in uh, a football program?
2: Well, to begin with, you got to surround yourself with good people. And mm-hmm. uh, I had, I had quite a staff when I was a Bremen and uh, a lot of former players mm-hmm. that helped out. So uh, you got to have that, had, had some of that Bremen pride, you know, I had, had that red blood, I had green blood.
0: So. Right.
2: But, yeah, you know, just surround yourself with good people, and and I always try to tell, or just give kids. You know, they got to have some ownership, you right. know. And if they don't have any ownership in the program, you're in trouble. Right. I mean, it's got to be you put it on you put it on their shoulders and say, you know, it's your team. Give it to the seniors, and away you go. And uh, I know with that state championship team, I had 94. I had 11 seniors but I had a big junior class and uh, those 11 seniors were incredible leaders and they took, uh, they took it, you know, all the football skills and everything right with them. So right. they, they demanded that the rest of the kids follow them. And I said, you the rest of the team, you know, I said, Do you, you, I told them, I always kind of told them at the beginning of the year that uh, you follow what these seniors are doing. if They're, you know, holding back and, not working hard and conditioning. I mean, you do the same. It's their team. Right. But uh, one of the biggest things, I I always think, is uh, Mm -hmm. give some
0: ownership to the kids. Absolutely. That's good stuff.
1: Yep. Did you have a number four?
2: (laughs) number four? (laughs) Well, we
1: asked, I don't know if I told you this, but we asked last week, John Mallory, Dave asked that same question. And he had four things. <laughs> and uh, I won't go one and two and three, but no. number four. And number four was I always told the younger coaches that not to forget to eat if they were going to go out drinking. That
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's in last week's show, too, by the way. So it's there. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was hilarious. But, <laughs> man. Well, I tell you what, I always enjoy Coach um, – Coach Huber, I appreciate you being with us, Marty, because it's a joy and always fun to talk to you guys that have been through the trenches and been through the warfare of all of this stuff and uh, been incredibly successful at it. And it's always a pleasure to talk to uh, you guys that make up uh, really the legendary part of uh, coaching in the state of Indiana for football. So we appreciate your time, Coach.
2: Probably one of the most enjoyable times of my life was when I coached football.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of us would agree to that, no question. So. So, Ted, that's all I got for Coach Martin Huber. And uh, okay. I don't know if you got any other final questions there, uh, but uh, we appreciate you being with us, Marty.
2: Well,
0: thanks for having me. You bet. All right. Take thanks, care. Mark. Have yeah. a good one. You
2: bet. Yeah. Hey. Make sure you get that recorder on play when you and Bridge go. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I want to hear it.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll put that in the podcast. I mean, I'm sure yeah, <laughs> the, well, the
1: problem problem is, I should have said it because Bridge listens to these. Right, East right. South, <laughs> and he'll he'll search you. Yeah,
0: he'll
1: you'll look, he'll uh, listen to this one before uh, before March 6th. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, All righty.
1: Good idea, though.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, again, thanks, and uh, Coach Ted Huber. Um, we've reached the end of another podcast here. Uh, we want to tell people about what's uh, we're planning to do for the next uh, next week.
1: Next week is the clinic.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: we have Bob Prescott. Oh yeah. He's been in charge of the clinic for a long time. Right. And. He is going to talk to us about the preparation for the clinic. Oh, yeah. Which is unbelievable. You bet. What they have to do. Mm -hmm. And he will also mention uh, the people that are involved in it, like Rick Wimmer and Bo Moriarty and, and, um, you know, uh, Kevin O'Shea and, and different guys. Right. And then he also will break down... Uh, you know the clinic. Uh, the clinic is uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, afternoon, and night, and then Saturday morning. Okay, so he will break it down of, of you know who's talking and you know what's going to happen. And we also have a special three special guests. Uh, okay, that we won't have, but uh, at the clinic, and I'll mention that right now because. Yeah. Um, There's three special guests coming from out of state. Okay. It's going to be there from 10 in the morning till 530 at night on Friday. And they are uh, going to talk about eight man football. Oh, yeah. It's coming. uh, Yes. uh, Every state that surrounds the state of Indiana, which is obviously Michigan and Illinois and Ohio and Kentucky, all four of those have eight-man football. Right. And so there's a lot of interest headed that way, so that'll be a part of it. Uh, but anyway, he'll talk about, you know, how things go, and, and uh, it'll just be a, a way for, because it's going to be just before the clinic when right. it comes out. Right. So people can listen to that, and they can, you know, they can go to the website. By the way, the IFCA, uh website H-O-L dot org the new website is up and running okay great
0: I'm going to check it
1: out uh, yeah and so you can get on that and uh, you can get the uh, agenda and you know it's just we will tell you everything that you want to know about the IFCA football clinic which will be uh, what, March 10th, 11th, and 12th, I think. Right. Uh, at the Sheridan in, in uh, Indianapolis. You bet. So that will be next week. And then the following week, we will have uh, the all-star coaches. Right. Uh, the head coaches. We will have uh, uh, Brad Cease of Maryville, the North head coach, mm-hmm. and Vince Lighty of uh, Mount Vernon, Fortville, the South head coach, and they're going to talk about their assistance. Right. And then we'll go on down the list. So that's where we're headed.
0: Right. All right. Well, very good coach. Um, well, it was a good show. Great having Marty on. Uh, Marty has, of course helped us out when we we're going through the, uh, state championship, uh, rounds there of the sectional, regional semi-state making picks and all that kind of stuff. If I recall right, coach, uh, Martin Huber did rather well in making some selections there. And, uh, on who was going to win and who wasn't, you know, but, uh, anyway, a lot better bridge. <laughs> <least you> know. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, really? Absolutely. So, all right. Well, um, thanks a lot once again, everybody. And we want to tell everybody like we always do, uh, you know, we are, uh, so happy that you guys tune in and listen to the podcast. And we certainly want to encourage everyone to, uh, continue to be in the positive force that you are as a football coach. And as your staff is, and working with young people and helping them uh, um, go through and learn uh, how to live a good life. And that's something that uh, always makes me proud to be part of a football coaching community that does that. So everyone have a great week.